Hey, everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of the weekly catch up podcast. It is Tuesday, October 26, 2021. And this is the 85th installment of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend in the kitchen, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I'm in between the espresso machine and the, the sink. Whoa, going off. This is a new kitchen theme that we got going on this week. <laughs> and Stupid. we just lost a lot of followers. All right. We The Adam just, just canceled us. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, on the vlog, we just kissed. But for you audio only folks, we still normal. So uh, <laughs> we'll keep it moving. Uh, Mr. B-Red, I saw you last Friday. So it's good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see you. I was uh, I, I was just gotten back from uh, my long week away with the sophomores, and uh, was pretty exhausted, but was still <laughs> super super psyched to be able to show off our home to a lot of our good pals. And it, it was very good to see you. Let's save the remainder uh, of that story for after the break, but. Um... Number 85, can't believe that we've gotten here. What is this uh, virtual episode number three? Numero Trace. We got some good views on, on last week's episode. Um, we got some listens on audio only. Um, I feel for those folks, sorry about your deprecated experience moving forward, but uh, yeah. we are <laughs> <laughs> sacrificing that audio for the visual. <laughs> Well, the visual adds something to it. And if you're YouTube premium, you could still, who cares? Episode number 85. Let's kick it off. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. It's been a couple of weeks since we uh, were back on the vlogcast. What you been up to? I know you went to a Big Bend with the students for, was that five or six days? That was uh, Sunday to Friday. <laughs> the way that you like close your eyes, you're like taking, taking me back to a negative place. Like you looked at it like no, there was pain, no, 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 no. there Honest. was growth, there was sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tears were shed, blood was shed. Relationships made and broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there were definitely some that formed. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> those, those same ones have since broken. It's just like trip, like field trip goggles, I guess. But uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> field trip goggles. Man, I've had yeah. those, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's I, like, I, listen, I we're going to listen, we're going to be out here in the wilderness for a few days. It's like, <laughs> Why don't we stand side by side anyway? Um, <laughs> Awaiting God's command. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we, I got up at the crack of dawn on that Sunday, got up at 4 a.m. and got to the school at five. And uh, we were 
we were out of there by like 540 um loaded up made our eight and a half hour drive to our campsite and um that was it, the the drive wasn't too bad most of the kids slept the whole way um we took several vehicles i was driving one of the vans um, are these 15 passenger yeah. christian high school vans that yeah there's like three right there was like three 15 passenger and then a few parents that like had their vehicles and drove some students too like our chaperones um so made it to the campsite uh and we're unloading and the cowboys game is going on so like me and three of my students like barely have any service and he got the free trial for like the youtube just for this game and uh so they're like giving directions on where we're supposed to be doing and we're just like glancing down at the phone. Um, great Cowboys win. Anyway, don't, we don't need to dwell on it, but super <laughs> happy about that. Um, and then we camped and the next day we got up early and did like a six mile hike, um, which was pretty great. Uh, incredible view. Um, it was interesting, like trying to, you know, go with students and making sure that they're not climbing on rocks or getting cl too close to a. But they're edge. not pulling a U. Like, didn't you hurt yourself falling off a waterfall on your last trip? Um, it was a few trips ago. I've grown since then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was like it, it was recent, recent dish. <laughs> yeah, recent dish. It was like in the last three, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, just trying to keep them safe. Um, then the next day we like went to this hot springs and the hot springs led into the lake, which led into like the Mexican border. And there was like people, there were like Mexicans, like trying to sell food to our students and stuff. And our students were trying to swim across and give them money. And like, I don't like, that's a gray area for me. I don't know if that's cool. Like, it's not like it's a restaurant. It's just strangers trying to sell food. And so like, I'm trying to gather kids back, but some people didn't care. I didn't really know how to feel about it, but I'm like, if they get sick off of this food, um, that's kind of crazy. Or if somebody were to like grab them and most of our kids are too young to have identification, um, could be kind of, kind of wild. So try to keep them at bay on our side of the border. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's interesting to hear your take is like, because I was like, who cares? Like, are you talking about the cleanliness or quality of the food? But I see now that you're talking more about your role as a caregiver legally right. and like professionally. And so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying. Totally, totally different. If it's like just me and you or like friends. Um, well, and I can't imagine how hard it is to go on a trip with how many total unique people. Um, I think our total was 54. Dang. So let's say 54, yeah. 40 of which are students, 40 are young people. A little over, a little over 40, yeah. Just think about the number of activities that you're doing in this time span. And then they go back home and they're telling stories. And they're so there's a parent half listening to a third party conversation that was had a week prior, you know, in a kid's mind, you know. 
the number of stories that you must be trying to mitigate against or just like little tidbits that somebody could come and just like knock on your door, like that must be overbearing. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. That's, that's, that's the exact uh, thing that I was trying to avoid. Cause like, I don't, I don't even want to deal with it. It's like, I'm a professional. I'm not a pedophile. I'm a good Christian man teacher with a new home and a good woman. And the last thing that you want to do outside of lesson planning and taking 24 seven, you work 24 seven for the school that week. I'm sure the last thing you want is that knock, knock on the door. Just like, well, I heard this and it's nothing but conflation that like, there's no there, there. It's just like, somebody heard something through the rumor mill that wasn't quite accurate. Right. Yeah, exactly that. So I'm like, Hey, get back in the hot springs or get back on land. And, uh, we were there for like maybe 45 minutes. The kids are pretty, <laughs> the kids are pretty tired after our, I mean, it was after the long hike and everything. So no hot tub in Mexico. You stay in America when you're in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then the following day was our canoe trip trip um the water levels were super low typically it's like a rafting trip but we had to canoe and we like dog walked our canoes for a lot of it because the water was just so low we were just hitting rocks um and so that was like a half day type of thing and then we made it to that campsite and um we the the company that we went through we had like our travel guides and they also cooked our food and everything they were pretty cool um Sat around singing. What's up? Can I can I pause you? Let's come back. Of course, you, um, yeah, you can pause me at any point. Let's come back after this break. Sorry to cut you off like that, Mister B. Red. Uh, were we at the canoe portion of the trip? Pick up where you left. Yeah, off. man, we were we were we were dog walking the canoes and rowing, and uh, finally made it to our campsite and. Um, that was really cool. We uh, hung out there while the people that, like our tour guides, they cooked food for us. That was actually really tasty. Um, then we kind of just played games around the water. Um, and then towards the evening, we just started, we started like a campfire and a lot of the kids were just singing songs and playing guitar, and singing like songs from the Eagles and uh, Leonard Skinner, ACDC, stuff like that. We have like some rockers in the sophomore class. Um, and then on the other side of the camp, we had like other groups that were singing like more recent, like Olivia Rodrigo type of stuff. And uh, it was just really fun connecting with the kids. Had a great night. Ended up uh, sharing a tent uh, with one of my boys. And uh, he was kind of opening up uh, about some of the stuff, some of the struggles that he goes through like at home and different things like that. And that's kind of what this trip was all about was really like connecting with the students and uh, them being able to see me outside of the classroom setting, understanding that uh, I'm a human and that, you know, I like to have fun. And even though I kind of set a high standard for them, uh, like whenever there isn't any work to be done, I can be pretty chill. Um, yeah, so did that and then went then we rode back uh, to our original campsite the following day. Um, and I was beat, man. I was like ready. Like that was an all day thing. We got back around 5 PM and I was just kind of ready just to chill in my sleeping bag. Um, and then there was an optional hike 
to go in that evening to like watch the sunset and this uh, view spot called the window. And um, they were like, Mr. Colvin, you going? I was like, uh, uh, probably not. And like the kids yeah, peer yeah, pressured guys. me. See you there. The kids peer pressured me and like chanted my name like over and over. And so I put on my hiking boots and I went out with them and I'm like really glad that I did. Um, first of all, the car ride over there, I got to spend with uh, like four of my students and one of the students' parents. And we just like jammed out the whole time. And like that was kind of a bonding experience. The view at the end was incredible. Got some pictures from that. And then on the way back, this was the night before we left to come home and like, we're coming back from this hiking trip and it begins just like pouring down rain in the desert and the lightning is just lighting everything up. And then it starts hailing and it's pretty crazy for us, like who are coming back from the hiking trip, but it's also pretty crazy for the ones that stayed behind because they were the ones that like had to gather all the tents and the hammocks and put it under like this shelter um, apparently it didn't hail where they were. We were about an hour out. Um, and then, yeah, we like all slept under this awning, um, for our final night. Uh, it was, it was pretty crazy, but it, it was a pretty cool bonding experience. Um, I, I was super happy. Sounds like an awesome kind of escape or retreat. I, I don't know. Am I glitching for you at all? Uh, no. Okay. So could, maybe it's it, on my end. I apologize. You know, there's so many things going on right now with our AirPods to our Macs. We're on a, we're both on Wi-Fi connections on Zoom, like real time, but recording locally on the computer. And yeah. it's interesting. Now you're glitching I, a bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I just heard myself for the second time. I don't know what it is tonight. Uh, I think it might be maybe your Wi-Fi connection is deprecated, or I think that all Wi-Fi signals are going to be a little bit more jammed tonight because they're setting up, I believe, for the Mavs home opener across the street. Oh, okay. So it's the neighborhood starting to pop and come to life. Dude, when you got back from Big Bend, um, I thought, first of all, I didn't know when you were coming back. I didn't know it was that day mm -hmm. or much less like, you know. An hour, an hour before you got there. <laughs> well, yeah, like I... I walked in an hour and a half late to the, my first invitation to your brand new custom made home, which was beautiful. Many congrats, loved the tour and all of that. But I walk into a 7.30 party at nine o'clock um, per my normal regimen. And I learned that Brad arrived there probably 20, 30 minutes prior and was currently in the shower. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Brad comes out and he's like, man, it's great to see y'all. Uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw it all over your face. I was tired too. The frustrating part, um, not really frustrating, but I'd been offered uh, stars home opener tickets and my CEOs, like super slick seats down lower bowl, like, you know, 15, 15 rows up off the ice, 50 yard line. Right. And it was the, I think they were playing the Tampa Bay lightning. It was the season opener. Um, and I said, no, I got to go to my buddy's unofficial housewarming. And so that's Sorry what I did. You. No, I'm, I did the right thing. And it was good to see you. It was great to see you. And I'm glad that you were there. And uh, we'll definitely have you over more. Um, we're supposed to 
get Wi-Fi tomorrow. Oh, get out. How did that all end up? Like, I didn't want to shame you on the podcast with like, well, did Spectrum finally like do something? But tell me. They they did. Uh, Like, so I made three phone calls yesterday, one to Spectrum and two to two other companies. And they all said I was out of luck. And so I called Courtney and I was like, hey, we may have to like get satellite or something to that effect in the meantime, because this is kind of crazy. She's like, okay, well, let me uh, message. There, there was this lady that was like setting us up through like home security and uh, different things like that. And we just wanted to see what she said. And she's like, well, let me check Spectrum. And she checked it like an hour after I did. And all of a sudden our, our address was like available on there. It wasn't during my lunch break whenever I was plugging it in, but now it is. And then she told me that and I'm like, what? That's crazy. And then sure enough, I typed it in and then all of a sudden it popped up. So um, they're coming out tomorrow and we should be good to go. Okay. Well, when that comes through uh, and it's, you know, a good fortitude of a uh, high-speed Wi-Fi internet, I'll come down there and we'll do an old school kick it IRL podcast because I got to tell you, it's weird. Sometimes my AirPods, like during the workday, will trigger iTunes opening to one of our like most recent IRL recordings. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I actually know this, it, I'm coming back in from a break and I'm saying, California is open for business. It's reopening. And it sounds so good compared to what we're doing now. So I would love to yeah. I just continue to experiment. Obviously, this is kind of our experiment channel, but... I can tell that this one's going to suck uh, from like a quality <laughs> perspective. Yeah. And I, I think we can do, I think it would be better if we did video together in the same room. Um, we could even like record on iMovie and like uh, have it pick up the microphones instead of whatever our AirPods are picking up. Um, can and so you, we can toy with that. Can you handle that video production element of it? Because uh, I think I, I could. Think- I think it was Michael that I was talking to that was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing how y'all uh, kind of do or trend versus the Zoom podcast if you were to get together and do an IRL on video podcast. He's like, I think yeah. that would be compelling. And I was saying, well, I actually think in some ways that the bar is kind of high with like the Zoom podcast is all in one. Our audio only mm-hmm. listeners suffer, but I think that it tells a more comprehensive story to see us on YouTube. And I, I really like yeah. that, that component. Um, if we just had a, a fixed camera on the two of us interacting with our microphones, like we normally do face to face, I don't know if it would be any more compelling because this is so much more talking head, expressive, emotive, uh, because we're head on. But if we're looking at right. each other and it's like the great, not grainy, but I mean, if you shot it on an iPhone, it'd be really good if we have the right lighting. My main point yeah. is, you see where my main point is. Yep, I get you. Um, we'll figure it out. I, th- I, th- I definitely think it's doable. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, we shall see. Uh, yeah. So th- our next one could actually be at your house. Uh, potentially, I'll let you know after tomorrow. Can I just go on record? I know that a lot of our listeners follow you. They're in your neck of the woods. We have a high concentration of DFW-based listeners. Shout out mm-hmm. to the DFW. Uh, you have such yeah. a great, you have such a great proximate location. I'm really happy uh, for you and Courtney, but you especially in your new home because 
so proximate to work coming in from the Dallas side yeah. of things, like just a slight overshot of Keen. And I just was like, this is like, I like the way that you did it because you didn't compromise on the area at all. You're right in the heart of where you needed to be for your livelihood, where you're likely to be based for quite a while. And you got the brand new home, that neighborhood in like three, five years is going to be popping off. Yeah. It's the neighborhood's currently in phase one, phase two, uh, toward this, there, there isn't a street over by our mailboxes, but there is supposed to be one that'll pop like directly out, um, onto that, that road to head down to downtown Cleburne. Um, and that'll be really nice. It'll be a new road. I'm assuming they're going to do it much better than kind of the back way, or it's current, currently the front way, but it'll eventually be the back way with all the potholes and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that our neighborhood's just going to keep getting better and better. And uh, yeah, like you said, close approximation to work. Um, we'll yeah, only really get nice. more proximate. Like that's what I was yeah. thinking too. Whenever I saw the one crap road on the way in there, I was like, they're going to cut new roads and make this accessible mm -hmm. from other areas, in which case, I mean, that could shave off what the majority of your commute <laughs> yeah. goes from like, go down the wrong way to take a left to like, mm -hmm. just take the left. Right. Exactly. Hey man. So thanks man. It's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't even know whether to cut this thing shorter. I've played some golf since I last saw you. I played 36 at Squaw Valley in Glen Rose down in your neck of the woods um, a week ago Sunday. And then this past Sunday, I played Texas Star for the first time in Ulysses, which is a, a top 10 Texas Muni. Um, yeah. I'm just hearing so much. Are you? No. Okay. Um, yeah. Top 10 Texas Muni. I did not perform. Uh, it was very frustrating. Lost every bet that I could have, um, but had a good oh, time. Man. Played with like one of these kid prodigies. His name is Hunter. So like right off the bat, you're like, okay, Hunter, I see you. Yeah. And this like 15 year old, my buddy is like just talking smack about the 15 year old. He's like, just cause you're good. To, you don't have to be an a-hole. Like um, <laughs> I guess Hunter had rubbed him wrong at one point during the round, but Hunter was like slamming his clubs and it's bull crap, you know? He's literally all, of, he's a sophomore in high school. So he's like, yeah, got an upcoming tournament. Hunter's mama was riding in the cart, just watching. And she was like attracted to the extent that I was about to be like, so how long have you been Hunter's caregiver? <laughs> His nanny. Um, finally, the guy I was playing with uh, said, your son's good. And she said, well, thank you. And I was like, wow, that is his mom. His mom was, Hunter's mom was hot. So yeah. shout out to Hunter for that. Uh, Hunter's he lost mom his has temper. got it going on. Hunter's mom. And uh, out there with a the little white popped polo and, you know, the whole nine yards. It was kind of wild. Um, anyway, maybe that was the reason I, I did not perform well. I just, it was one of those deals where we had three carts, you know, three golf, four golfers total. Uh, but three carts and two of them were playing the blues two were playing the whites so it was just kind of like an aggravating situation but whatever right i'm glad you still enjoyed your time i did i uh 
I need that time. And I really, I'm starting to think like I need it walking as well. Like the return on energy that I get uh, emotionally, mentally, and definitely physically, I just feel it after I walk. You just kind of walk out. You ever feel like you just walk all the poops out, you know, like all the bad <laughs> stuff, like the toxins, uh-huh. like I got to get up in the morning and get it moving. Like I want to get into yeah. a hot bath. I want to expunge. Mm-hmm. Um the impurities and I just Still get fresh. moving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about it. Yeah. So looking forward to, uh, to the next round, I guess this weekend is Halloween. You doing anything? Okay. No, I hate Halloween. Like around here, it's just depending on who you are, it's such a big deal. And, you know, I like to go as white guy aging, uh, for Halloween. I, <laughs> I told somebody uh, this week, I was like, I could be in bed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 9 p.m. And as long as I had lit daytime plans, I don't care about Halloween. Like I'm 32 next month, but you know, if you're freshly single or gay or a girl, it's just like the biggest deal in the world, you know? Yeah. Yep. Courtney loves it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Girls, it's their favorite holiday. I guess it's the dressing up the yeah i think so did you trick-or-treat as a kid a few times what age did you start to feel like a weirdo if you were still out trick-or-treating with like a knapsack so there was actually like a transitional like halloween where so you know alec our dear friend uh occasional listener of the show he used to live in this gated community, right? And they would always put on like this little hayride around the neighborhood. And there was one year, instead of being trick-or-treaters, like they asked us if we would help like with the haunted house, like kind of like scaring kids. And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess we're grown up now. And uh, I, I don't, I never trick-or-treated again after that. So <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they turned us against our own other kids. Yeah. It, it was like early high school, probably. How much more fun does that sound than trick or treating, though? Getting to scare. Oh, the it was absolute... it was so much better. Yeah, it was so much better. Scaring the Especially. crap out of kids. <laughs> I mean, and if you're Alec, knowing like just what a degenerate psychopath that guy is, like how much he must have loved that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got so many DMs off of him being the banana man in my oh, Instagram story Friday night. Incredible. He killed it. Yeah, that was good to see him. Uh, Miss, Miss Rochelle, the real listener of the weekly mm-hmm. catch up, but it was good to see him and Gerald got to connect with Gerald some and Gavin. I hadn't seen yeah. Gavin in quite some time. Gavin was talking to me like he was like, well, the last time that you were over at the house and I was like, Gavin, I've never been to your house, bro. <laughs> I was like, Is this bro, even, number? <laughs> I'm like, even Brock has been to his house. <laughs> Dang. Brock is like, he must be on some sort of uh pro.coinbase.com like he's I'm not like, on. i'm just so lost I'm just oh so yeah lost. he's definitely watching like the speculative charts of like the pro coinbase like i made the mistake yeah. our vp of finance is like he met our ceo on like a crypto investing insider board dinner type deal uh okay. years ago it was early into crypto and i just get the sense as just like bunch of coins <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> and uh, i'm talking about i'm like yeah man i'm pretty feeling pretty good because at one point this past week my bitcoin when it was up to 67k 
you know, the majority of mine was purchased at around 48. So I was like doing really well. I was thinking yeah. at a certain point, I was like, do I cash out and go buy a Lexus? Like this is getting mm-hmm. good. I was up 35% all time. And uh, I was talking to him, like, I sometimes go to him for, like, novice trading advice. And he was like, bro, yeah. you're doing this through Robinhood? And he, I'm like, dude, I'm so sick of hearing about this. Like, Coinbase with these fees and transactions. And he go, goes, go to pro.coinbase.com. He's like, you can manipulate all the trades and spread all these graphs. And, like, the margins are different. Because basically what he said is that, like the the option price that you're getting on Bitcoin on Robinhood is like inflated. So like the trade might be two cents or nothing, but like the price margin that you're getting at is different than pro Coinbase. Hmm. And I was like, bro, I feel you, but until the point that I'm like at a hundred thousand in Bitcoin, does it matter? Yeah. Like, can I just export right. that? And then I don't know how to read all the graphs and stuff. Like I'm I'm going to trade some of that um optimal pricing for fantastic ui <laughs> that yeah and it, it's like my it's like level it's iphone versus android it, mm-hmm. it's like i just want it crisp it's like all right here cool i'm gonna keep it at that i know the android can do uh, a lot you know a lot more things but i need it like this for the level that i'm at but I, then i'm reading like brock's tweets and he's like i just exchanged ethereum for hash there for dollar sign spooky or and then converted that to tootsie roll like I, I i don't know what he's doing man it's i need to change yeah. my twitter settings because i think that i'm opted into some topics that i need to mute because robin hood is a topic if you're if you're in the algorithm for robin hood as a topic it's all about the shiba inu dog trying to get this yeah. freaking coin listed on robin hood and it's like every tweet, I'm like, I'm over it. Going back to what you were saying about obscure coins and crypto. When we were in New York recently, I was talking to Meredith's boyfriend, Brian, and one of his buddies bought into Soul, uh, SOL, uh, okay. when it was nothing. Um, they were paying you to take it. He put, I believe it was 5,000 euros in, and he got a return of about a million euros, like Wow. It ex- when it exploded in the graph and all that, he had like, I want to say it was between 865,000 euros and uh, like 1.2 million euros. It was just that's insane. Like, man, that's that's baller. You just got to be right once. I mean, and then have the discipline to walk away from the table is the big thing, right? Like if you look at yeah. my Robin Hood graph, it shows the impetuous degenerate gambler that I am. And, you know, it's like I get in a week later, I win $3,000 on the AMC roulette table. And then it took me months to get back to where I was like, you know, I'd made gains of $3,000 or more. Right. Yep. But, but with this dedicated recurring buy on Bitcoin, I had it at 10 and I put it to 20 and then I put it to a hundred. I'm like, let's just keep throttling this for a minute because a uh, hundred every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just cause I think it's, you know, they're saying a hundred K by Christmas, potentially two fifty by what, what is it? 2025. Maybe. I, yeah. I'm still on Ethereum. So I'm up, I'm up three with Ethereum and, uh, probably going to pump some more in next payday 
where did I miss the memo to dump everything I've ever owned into Tesla about a week and a half ago? Like, yeah. What happened? Well, why, yeah, why you, is the stock spiking like that? What, I don't even know about a product update that occurred or something. I couldn't tell you either. All I know is I saw a headline. He's about to be the first trillionaire. So yeah. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, they hit trillion dollar market cap for the first time. Tesla. Yeah. Came. So like, Right, so he he's got a net worth of around two hundred and eighty billion at the moment, I believe, mm -hmm. is what they're saying. Okay, so uh, it's the yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Tesla hit a trillion dollar market cap for the first time ever this week, um, or yeah. whenever it did it. Um, yeah, tune into uh, Carson and Brad's channel to watch us like speculate with no facts yeah. in the kitchen <laughs> right. about stocks that you should buy potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Get all your advice from us, guys. Uh, Doge is going to blow up again. Mark <laughs> my words. All right. Well, listen, I'm game to cut this one short due to potential technical malfeasance. Maybe at the bottom of this, okay. it, it comes out perfect. But I muted at one point to cough. And I'm thinking, did that just mute it for Brad? Or just like, am I going to cough audibly <laughs> on the YouTube track? I didn't hear a cough. Right, you didn't, but I'm wondering because oh, like, I'm recording anyway. Yeah, just the things that go through my mind. But I'm glad that you've been good, man. I'm glad that you're all ponied up in the house. Uh, it looked beautiful. I can't wait to come back. Let's do the next yeah. one in real life at your place. And okay. uh, I'm ready for those. Let golden... me let I'll, I'm gonna let you know how tomorrow goes, and then maybe we can have another episode in like less than a week. Um, if you're free, like later on or early this weekend. Uh, maybe we can get something going. Um, the thing I like about the blog stuff is that, you know, we could do two 30-minute episodes a week because the problem with these <laughs> like sporadic episode tapings that we do is that I have so many things that I'm dying to tell you and document on yeah. the podcast, but then it goes two weeks and I'm like, I don't know what I even did last Saturday. I couldn't tell yeah. you. I got, I got, uh, it, oh, it's backwards, but I got notes on notes on notes, man. Dude, so so I'll let you know. I'll let you know one of one of these days what I want to talk about. Um, do you want to keep going right now? It's up to you. Do a couple topics. I feel like we've stabilized well, out. Okay, so first of all, I just want to uh, every once in a while, Michael Denny uh, sends something my way for me to check out. And I feel like I never talk about it. And so I did recently watch the McCartney 321 on Hulu at, uh, per his suggestion, which was just a documentary uh, with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin. And they kind of discussed McCartney's uh, career throughout the Beatles and Wings and his personal life. Um, and it's a six-part series. Uh, if, you're, if you're into that kind of thing, go for it. Um, if you're not a huge Beatles fan, I think it would, I think it'd still be entertaining. Um, but if you're like a lover of music and want to know more about that stuff, it would definitely be worth your time. Um, and I know you and I, I think we're, we're having a discussion about Rick Rubin at one point, maybe whenever he appeared on Dave, but just talking about his greatness. Um, you were, I cannot hear you. Did he appear on Dave? uh you're right he didn't but it was his okay. uh that was the last time that we connected on on rick rubin but that makes sense that he would have preferred that because 
he and Shelly are such big Beatles fans and mm-hmm. um, that's cool. So you watched that on yeah. Hulu? Yeah. So that's on Hulu. Um, and then I did end up watching uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, new special. Uh, his closer. His, uh, his uh, sixth, his sixth special about cancel culture. <laughs> but, I mean, I, that's like, I, I get what he's saying and I may even agree to some degree with a lot of it as far as like you know we're I don't, like just kind of making jokes about tons of different groups and everything but at the same hand like he's been given this platform several times to talk about cancel culture so he, I feel like he's been kind of tweeting and making videos um about being canceled and kind of being attacked and receiving backlash and stuff but I'm like he hasn't really received any repercussions from it so I don't know I think it goes both ways so go YouTube him after this podcast because there is a, an updated video after all of this fallout that mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's on stage. I, I listened or, to it. Okay. It, like, the, am, yeah. I, am I canceled or not? Like that one? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he claims that there's been repercussions in terms of his uh, film, uh, all of the invites being reneged on for film festivals, for the documentary that he shot of like his COVID time doing stand up in his neighbor's cornfield. Yeah. Oh, but you're not yeah, backing that in. I, I guess I I don't know. I still feel like he has a pretty huge platform where a lot of people still listen to him. So I I would not be surprised if somebody were to pick up his his documentary and, and put it somewhere yeah like there's no way that doesn't see the light of day right yeah yeah and it was interesting in that rebuttal thing that he did that he was like no actual trans person from the trans community has come out with any frustration or you know alarm towards what i said Mm -hmm. in this last special it's just like other people and i thought the most poignant thing that he said when he's like uh all these so-called trans employees of Netflix, essentially, you know, they're, they're saying like, we need a safe culture and a safe space to go to. And he's like, but for whatever reason, I'm the only one that can't come to the office. And I thought that was the, the, the Netflix CEO, co-CEO Sarandos is, I guess, really maybe under pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, he's not budging currently. And that's kind of, yeah. well, not budging on what? Well, he's not budging on, you know, just his comment that uh, on-screen content doesn't lead to direct uh, IRL behavior. And that, you know, he's like, we have a lot of different types of content from Dave to Nanette, you know, to Hannah Gatsby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Chappelle, uh, Chappelle's comment about, he's like, yeah, I have a, nobody is going to summon me. He's like, if you want to have a discussion, that's fine. I don't know what we talk about. Um, but you also, he's like, in order for me to show up, you also have to admit that uh, Hannah Ga- is it, what's her name? Nanette, I don't know. Yeah, that she's not funny. That, <laughs> I'm like, that was, that was a reprieve. <laughs> How did she catch a stray? That was a reprieve because what he was saying and parts of that were, it was a little cringeworthy to me because if you watch the closer in its entirety, I'm not recalling anything that was offensive towards trans people. Like he had a beautiful uh, epitaph about, 
you know, a, a personal relationship that he had with a trans person that opened for him. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was a feel good moment, I thought, when everything was said and done. And then for him to come out and say the, the piece about you will not summon me, if we do have a dialogue, A, you have to watch the whole special through and through. I got that part. The, sure. Know about the content that you're disputing. Uh, B, he would like to know, you know, do you have a general like gripe framework or, you know, mm -hmm. outline that you could give, like, let me know what I'm walking into. The part that I didn't understand when he was like, I won't be summoned. If we do meet up, it will be at a place of my time and choosing. I thought that yeah. part was onerous and unnecessary. Um, and again, are you starting to go down the path of like Dave Chappelle is advertising the fact that he's persecuted when in all reality, things have never gone greater for him? Is that your vibe that I'm picking up on? Yeah. YouTube algorithm. I got onto a Dave, I was at the driving range the other day and I was just mm -hmm. listening to YouTube premium and it was some sort of Dave set. And it was the part about how, you know, he signed the contract and, you know, it, mm -hmm. I was just a 28 year old, desperate, expectant father. And at a certain point I was kind of like, they had these YouTube videos back to back to back where he's talking about the comedy central thing. He's talking about Netflix. He goes into the thing about uh, not being summoned by the trans people. And I was like, goodness, this little algorithm feed, you yeah. know, has me feeling like he's like a little bit of a victim here, you know, because, you know, I, I, I think it's funny when he has the humor about like whenever he was talking about being in that restaurant in LA in the nineties, when mm -hmm. he was the only black person and he was like back in the nineties, that was scary. And he's like, now yeah. at this age, I, I actually kind of prefer it. <laughs> yeah. That kind of humor is hilarious. Um, whenever he's kind of like hoity-toity or whatever, but the victim stuff is less hilarious. I'm on board with some of it. I thought that the last speech that he did that I'm referencing was powerful, um, mm -hmm. but then there was just onerous language thrown in that I didn't feel furthered the conversation. Right, and that, that's all I was feeling towards it. I was like, if if he had just you know came out with the closer, cool. I'm still like, it's more or less been the same topic and like kind of responding to criticism that he's gotten. Like we've gotten that with every Netflix special for like the past several. Um, but, I, but I still found value in it, but the comments that he's making after it's dropped, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel too much for you. Well, and some of them, I, I don't know if all of them he's on stage for. So it's like, you can mm -hmm. You can't wear the mantle of comedian 24-7 in some ways. Like if you're yeah. on stage with a microphone and there's a, a red brick wall behind you, all's fair in love and war. Um, if you're not, if you're just going through LAX and TMZ catches you and you push a camera or something, like are you still a comedian? Is it still all a joke? Like mm -hmm. speaking of someone who's had brush-ups with paparazzi and TMZ at LAX, can I change the subject and talk about Alec Baldwin real quick? He's on my list. Dude. Yeah. That is like gut-wrenching because yeah. the picture where he's on the phone in the parking lot of like the Albuquerque or Santa Fe PD and he just looks like he's in agony, just emotional turmoil. Yeah. I can't imagine it. it 
it's not often that the person that has to live with killing someone else intentionally or unintentionally is so prolifically famous. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we all no feel like we can relate or see something in Alec or, you know, he's been around, like he's been in our living rooms for mm -hmm. decades at this point. And yeah. for this prop gun to go off, what's your take? What's your, what's your hot take? Um, apparently there was extreme carelessness on somebody's part. I did read like, cause everybody's like, well, how would a bullet get inside a prop gun? Um, I did, I read where somebody on set had said that like during one of their breaks, they had gone to like shoot at soda cans and uh came back and then it's, it's like oh if that, and they claim that that was one of the guns that was used um now i don't think that's 100 percent like true like i don't know that's just something that i read whenever i was reading about it um so i don't know how factual it is but i a lot of the crew has said there was a lot of carelessness on set throughout uh filming this movie uh called rust um so it's really unfortunate i don't i don't even know if we've 100 percent said uh what happened so do you uh what no I, I don't have a an up-to-date timeline but rust ironically enough is about an accidental killing really the movie script was about an accidental killing um Jeez. to your point about employees reporting carelessness and safety measures not being adhered to. I don't know if it was that particular morning, like the day of, or if it had happened mm -hmm. earlier in the week, but six uh, crew members had walked off set and quit uh, because of non-compliance with like safety measures and the yeah. protocol, the, um, what would they call it? Um, the work conditions basically. Mm -hmm. And I also think that they've singled out like they wanted to single out the chief armor who would be taking care of all of the, the guns and artillery and whatnot on set. And it sounded like they'd singled out the assistant director who might've personally handed the gun to somebody and said, mm -hmm. cold gun. But it would make complete sense that you're in the middle of nowhere. You want to go shoot at cans with real bullets. You know, yeah, it happens. It happens. Like, but the scene called for him to point the, the gun directly into the lens of the camera. So mm -hmm. I guess that he ended up shooting the film's director. And I don't know if the bullet traveled through that particular person, but it also yeah. wounded somebody else uh, behind him. Yeah, uh, it, it hit the director as well, um, but he's, he's no longer in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Dude, like, I mean- Helena Hutchins somebody's going to get a, a reckless endangerment or manslaughter. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, let's say they, they are able to narrow it down and pinpoint whose job it was. Like, what repercussions do you think they should have, you know? I don't know. I would need, like, a, yeah. a time a timestamped, like, transcript of everything that occurred. And mm -hmm. the ironic part is likely that the person that pulled the trigger that's known for being a hothead, often a-hole, he's the person that in this current context, I feel greatly for, like, I feel yeah. terrible for him because like, 
I could make an argument that I'd rather be the person killed than the person that killed someone in that scenario, even though it was completely accidental. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, here's a big old burden, you know, that big pack on your back that you've been carrying around your whole life. Here's a hundred thousand pounds on top of that. Like, I wouldn't want to live with myself in that situation. The grief. The grief that you would carry after that. Well, just the needlessness. Like, it's difficult we've talked about this this year we it's difficult when it feels more needless in this kind of situation it's like you're on the set of a movie like and to that point what do you think was going through alec baldwin's mind was this a joking jovial moment where he's like ah bang bang or was he actually yeah. doing like a real move uh rehearsing and mm-hmm. when he pulled the trigger and it went off and maybe he was anticipating that it would go off like that and did he see blood on the director did he think that it was makeup did he think that he'd fired a blank into her um do we even have confirmation that this was a real bullet because haven't haven't blanks like hurt people in the past as well i think so um so i i can't remember if an actual bullet has been found or not uh yeah i'm not sure i don't know if that's been said Okay, well, but we'll follow up way. on this one. Um, yeah, I'm sure more news to come. It's been disappointing to see the like the um, chief of memes, Trump Jr. He's really like been kind of ugly about this with like uh, really? really, really digging in on Alec, like basically saying like this is karma, and he's invoked what? he's invoked memes of like his father um, or you know Alec on snl playing his father and i'm like sure you can't be this petty that this is really that you're gonna i don't no. know what all the personal history is but he's been doing a lot of memes kind of roasting alec in this moment and it's kind of like yeah first of all more details need to emerge but wow yeah and i'm yeah that is kind of crazy in other news uh december 16 buy your tickets addison improv uh sam morell is coming to town oh nice. so i have uh i have a table for two would love it if you and any other comedy lovers that listen to us want to join us on december 16 i had to choose it's a thursday night because that friday and saturday i've got michael and shelly wedding festivities all weekend so right yep i we just sent back our rsvp so nice looking forward to that yeah. Um, R.I.P. Brian Laundry. Yeah. He was found underwater. Like, what, what happened there? It sounded like a, a gator got to him it's, or something. Yeah, it sounded like some of him was found underwater. Yeah. Was that likely posthumously that the gator got to him? Like, did, have, have I been. heard... I haven't sifted through everything because it just seems like there's so much media on this and I just want the one-stop yeah. shop on it, honestly, to wrap a bow around it. Um, I would love to learn more about what condition she was actually found in. And I'm sure that all of this will be one-stop shop for me as the, the prosecution begins against his parents. Because from what I've gathered, it seems like, did they- They were like accomplices. And like getting, they were, they were basically non-compliant, right? Or they, they wanted to say, they wanted to send out a search for him that he had gone missing 
as if. Well, and didn't they go get his car or drop his car off in the swamp was, at one point? Oh, I didn't know that. There was there was something where it was like they went out there and it didn't make sense. And that makes me think, like the minute I found out that he was just gone, that we had a couple teeth or something that, you know, they ID'd him. Uh, I'm hearing some people say Brian Laundrie's alive. Um, but what's to say that if we have a timestamp where the parents went to the location that he was last reported, that they ended up finding him mm-hmm. in, uh, that he didn't off himself or something occur at the house and they dumped him out there. Like, what if they killed him? Mm. Yo, that's a story. Like, what if they're arguing that night and he's like, screw you, mom. I had to silence her. And then he gets into a fisticuffs with his dad. Next thing you know, somebody's head hits a, a pole and it's like, let's go feed him to the gators in the bayou. And they're like, I don't know. Brian went out to the bayou and was just like, going for a hike and now we can't find him what what's to happen we're not going to talk to you something like that seems like it might be a foot my head would have never went there but uh that would be crazy and i'm not saying there's a i'm not saying there's not a chance that 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 didn't happen (laughs) i want to leave it open i like you know can't confirm or deny folks yeah yeah that I'm bringing you I'm the sure tea Netflix, on what we I'm sure Netflix think. is waiting. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, that's that's the real one-stop shop. Dramatized that I would love. Yeah. This has wow. me wanting to go dig into that. I found that some of the local okay. news stations, sometimes they're like I-team, they're invested to give, uh, hey, first time, uh, reporters. Nice. <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, sometimes they now say like, it three times fast <laughs> investigative 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 reporter <clears throat> let's go son i meditated today i all that travel that i was doing that kind of that four or five week span really sidetracked me on like breathing and just meditation and i found it so hard waking up in new york at 9 a.m late for plans already because i was out till two eastern um to like you know find time to uh did you raise your hand <laughs> whenever i was going like that it registered as a as my as my hand being raised interesting yeah uh, all right we can't figure out the zoom folks <laughs> <laughs> let's cut it short that's it uh, number 85 in the books folks that works for me thanks for uh belaboring the point we i think we got another 20 solid minutes out of this and the topics that we were supposed to discuss in the first place. Yeah. I'm glad we could. I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about in the next couple of days. Seems to be uh, how our world <laughs> works. So yeah. Um, what are you doing I'm, I'm tomorrow? Gonna text you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to text you tomorrow, let you know about the internet. Um, and then maybe we can set something up, but uh, yeah, we'll discuss that. Can't wait, dude. I'm so glad the spectrum came through for you. I was, I was yeah. legit sweat. Like when, when I came out Friday and they were like, no word. I was like, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought the same. Well, thanks for uh, catching up with us, Tots. Uh, any special shout outs, Mr. B-Rad? Shout out 
just to all you listeners, shout out Jan. I know uh, she had tweeted out at uh, me um, while I was on the Big Ben trip saying that she wanted to hear uh, the next podcast episode. So here this is gift wrapped to you. And uh, so we'll make sure to give you a better gift in the future. <laughs> it's it's my podcast in a box. <laughs> All right, buddy. Oh, Thanks man. for getting together. Good to see you. Love you. Um, we will catch Love you guys up next time. Peace.